Okay, welcome back to series three of Recruitment Journeys, the very first podcast ever dedicated to the Australian recruitment industry. Brought to you by me, Pete Watson, and Mint Recruitment, which is my R2R business. Uh, We've been finding great jobs for great recruiters since 2004. Now then, on Recruitment Journeys this time around, we're doing things a little bit differently. Instead of just having the traditional one-on-one conversations, we're inviting two recruitment identities onto every episode. So we can get differing opinions, alternate points of view, a bit of banter, vibrant discussion. And who knows, we might even get some heated debate and who doesn't love a bit of heated debate. So two for the price of one. We'll talk about all things recruitment and also try to get to know our guests on a personal level too. Iterate and Creative Natives were two exciting Australian startups that launched within a few months of each other in 2019. Both were set up for great early success and destined to smash the lights out in their first full calendar year of 2020. But then COVID hit. Every single recruitment business on the planet struggled for a period of time, but the firmly established companies probably had a slightly easier ride than others. So what was it like to be a brand new business who were barely off the mark fighting for survival and heading into easily the toughest economy that the world has ever known. In this episode, Michael Boyd and Ryan Lynch from Iterate and Ryan Kelly from Creative Natives take us back in time and talk us through what was probably the hardest 12 months of their professional lives. But they also tell us what it was like to come through it, to now find themselves thriving in this amazing market bounce back. Hope you enjoy this episode titled, The Startups That Have Survived and Thrived Through Covid. Afternoon, gentlemen. Um, welcome to the Recruitment Journeys podcast series. Thank you for being involved. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having us. Let me do the introductions right. So we've got Ryan Lynch and Michael Boyd from Iterate meeting Ryan Kelly, <coughs> excuse me, from Creative Natives. Say hello, chaps. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Nice to meet you, mate. <laughs> hey, chaps. Nice to meet you, too. I, uh, I assumed when I organised it, I don't know why, because you're all in this kind of cool, creative kind of vibe. New, new age recruitment kind of vibe. I thought you'd all know each other, but no, you don't. No, I've I've know of the brand, but we've we've never we've never really uh, come across each other. I don't I don't believe. Yeah, similarly, I think I've stalked the uh, the website and had checked out Ryan's side and uh, checked him out before, but no, I never had too much to do uh, to do with the great man. Good to see we've all got the branded merchandise though, so we um follow <laughs> the brief there. Got the grey jumper memo. <laughs> Speak, speaking of branded merchandise, I was going to say Ryan Ryan K. I'll I'll, I'll refer to you as Ryan K. And, and what about R Kelly? Uh, R. Probably uh, a bit before the watershed, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, you you would have become familiar with it, with Iterate if you were ever driving through through Richmond and seeing the the giant sixteen meter high Iterate. Um, what is it? Luminous signage. Is that what? What was the story there, boys? I mean, it's awesome, but what's 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 the situation? What's the crowd? Well, let, let Boyd tell that one. Uh, yeah, it was a, a bit of a, a work in progress. We got our hands on. Uh, we were next door at three three three, where we met initially, Pete, for the yep. um, one of the initial recruitment journeys podcasts, and the uh, the space come up next door at three three five. When was it, Ryan? It was. We've been uh, five, three months, four months ago, but yeah, I um bit of a blank canvas to work with. And uh, yeah, our architect, if you want to call them that, designed a nice little entrance way for us, which ended up turning into a metre and a half uh, 
3D LED lit sort of iterate sign, but it's a thing of beauty. With a dimmer. In the flesh. It is a a dimmer even. <laughs> um, Kelly, it's, it's something you can have to. You have to see this thing to believe it. But it's, uh, <laughs> we haven't been able to show it off to anyone just yet, so it's uh, <laughs> been a big waste of money so far. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, chaps! Thank you so much for for being involved. Um, this is recruitment journeys. We're we're in our third series now, um, and today we are going to talk about. Look, we're all we're all talking about COVID. We're, we're all kind of sick sick to the back teeth of it, and and hopefully. Um, slowly but surely, we are starting to put this thing behind us. But what's been very interesting is is how recruitment businesses have have coped. You know, during COVID, some have coped wonderfully well. Uh, some have had an absolute nightmare. Um, but you would think logic would suggest um, the businesses that would have found it the hardest would have been the startups. Um, now, both of your businesses, Creative Natives and, and Iterate, started just before COVID. Mm. Um, and I would imagine it's been an absolute roller coaster ride for you. But from the outside looking in, um, all I can see and, and all I hear um, when, I, when I look at your businesses from afar is how well you're doing. Um, and not only have you survived COVID, but you seem to have thrived during COVID. So mm. that's, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Your, your journey as a startup through COVID. Um, in the hope to you know, inspire, educate and motivate any recruiters out there who might also be planning to start a recruitment business right before a global pandemic and recession. Um, so listen, chaps, I'll, um, I've already given you a brief introduction earlier on in the podcast, but would you mind, in your own words, uh, letting the, the, the listeners and the viewers know who you are? I'll start with you, Ryan Lynch, please. Sure. I'm Ryan Lynch. I'm um, director and co-founder of Iterate. Uh, I've got around about 15 years in tech recruitment, hence quite a few grey hairs here. Um, <laughs> and yeah, specialise in development. That's my bread and butter and uh, continues to be. So that's me. Boydy. Um, yeah, Michael Boyd, uh, co-founder and director of Iterate. I've worked beside Ryan now for... Uh, nine years maybe uh but been in recruitment for 12 in total but um similar very tech it uh digital focus but um that is me that is you mr kelly cool so brian kelly uh director of creative natives uh we are an agency that is in both melbourne sydney and covering brisbane um specializing across creative, marketing, and digital. So yeah, we've just ticked over two years. Yeah, and already already a multi-state operation, Ryan. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's been very uh, complimentary, but I'll take it, yeah. So no, we, we've, uh, we've got uh, about to be three on the ground in, in Sydney, yeah. uh, five in Melbourne, and um, yeah, we, we, we're covering Brisbane as well. Perfect, cool. Okay, all right, Jeff, well, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's kind of... Uh, start on the exploration of your of your journey pre-COVID and during COVID and not so much post-COVID but pre and during. Um, I'd like to start by asking you because I, I know that particularly the, the Iterate boys that I've spoken to before you you put a lot of thought into quite rightly you put a lot of thought into into this before you before you took the plunge you know there's all kinds of kind of family meetings involved and uh, you know you were both walking away from from comfortable positions in the recruitment arena uh, as were you, Ryan. So I'm keen to know how much thought did you put into market conditions 
as well as everything else, but how much thought did you put into market conditions before you took the plunge? Was it something that you even thought about? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll kick off. I mean, in all honesty, um, not, not a lot of thought. Uh, I think my mindset when I left my previous company was I wanted to go and work for myself, you know, be, be this new brand and, and, and do things how I want to do it. And looking back at the time, it was, um, it was largely fueled between my partner had just started a, at a tech company, which allowed her to work three months anywhere in the world. So we had this dream of, you know, working nine months of the year, spending three months in, in Europe and, and, and just, you know, li living the dream. Um, so that was, I guess, the, one of the, the big driving factors behind it. So in, in short, the, the other thoughts around, you know, how I was going to do it, that was probably a second thought and, and market conditions probably didn't even play much of a part in the decision making. Yeah, because because you know none of us knew what was around the corner, right? It was all, and we'd, we'd had it we'd had it so good for so long. Mm. Um, what about you boys? I think um, probably yeah, you're right. We took it for granted a little bit um, that the market was going to be stable. Um, I think it had been stable for years, mm. probably since the GFC when it really fell off a cliff last time, and that was probably ten plus years ago. Um, you know, I think there was a, a certain you know, certainty that the market would, would continue being pretty strong. And Boydie and I had been sort of in our respective markets and networks for, for a while at our old agency. And, and yeah, there, there was, you know, self-confidence that we were able to, to continue in a, a fairly buoyant market. So it didn't really cross our mind, you yeah. know, starting a new agency. I think you'd probably agree, Boydie. Yeah, absolutely. The, the one thing that I've thought about and then I continue to think about that the main disruptor was probably the, the wave of automation or, or something coming along that would render potentially the uh, the recruitment industry or you know, people in our sector to, to displace us. So I probably thought that would be a bigger threat than a pandemic. So the, the one thing that was in the back of my mind was probably that over a global pandemic. But um, yeah, never really thought we'd be headed to, to where we were, but um, yeah. Are you still worried about the robots coming, Boydie? Uh, I mean, you'd be stupid not to think that there'd be some um, tech or advancements out there. Even I saw the Seek guys and, and uh, ex-CEO uh, sort of targeting the sort of contingent labour force with some um, yeah, some, some products or some at least tech sort of not too far, not too far away. So I think you'd be, uh, you'd be a little bit ignorant to think there's not something around the corner. Yeah, we've been, we've been fighting the robots for years, though, and still being able to carve out a living. So, uh, <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, 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 let me ask you this, uh, because I, 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 you're doing doing basic mathematics. I think both of your businesses were going around six or nine months before that fateful month. I think it. What was it? It was, it was March 2019, wasn't it? When uh, when yeah. the world fell apart. Yeah. Um, had you known, had you known that the pandemic was was around the corner, if you'd had a crystal ball, would you still have pressed on and started your businesses? Uh, I think, in honesty, I would have probably backed out mm. and would have probably thought, let's put this on on ice for now yeah. and, and keep keep going. Um, you know, where I where I was at at, at the point in in March was, um, you know, I just hired my one of my best friends uh you know took him out of a very safe job um sold him the dream of recruitment and uh you know brought him into the business um and that was literally two weeks before the pandemic so um you know i 
you know, it, it, it's crazy how things work out. Um, but yeah, I think if I'd known, I, I would have probably backed out at the time. Mm-hmm. What about you boys? Yeah, I'll say no. Like if I, uh, the appetite for risk just is immense to, to take that leap with so much uncertainty around. So, I mean, I've got a fairly strong appetite for risk and I, um, but that's too much. I, I definitely would have thought that that, uh, yeah, is a, is a poor decision. So I think it would have happened eventually, but it wouldn't have happened when it did. I would have pressed pause for 12 months, sort of stuck it out for a little bit longer once the market improves and maybe made the move, but uh, definitely wouldn't have known what was coming. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know too many people who would have dived uh, headfirst into it. <laughs> knowing, uh, the pandemic was around the corner, but uh, like Boyd said, yeah, I think it would have happened eventually. It just would have been put on ice for a bit to, to, to ride it through. So, so going back to, to Feb, March, 2019, um, how how was it how was iterate going? I, I know Kyla had joined by then, right? Yep. Had, had you made your yep. first hire by that point? Yep. Yeah. So Kyla, uh, Kyla come across. Um, Feb was great. The start of our 2020. You mean 2019? We weren't. Uh, 2020. We were uh, sort of <laughs> the old establishment. Yeah. 2019 was sort of the year prior, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, t- we, I, just, I, had a, I had a quick look at the numbers previous, uh, just uh, earlier, and yeah, our, our 2020 started off amazingly well. So January was January, which is typically a pretty, a pretty poor month, or can be a pretty flat month in recruitment. Was uh, was right up there, and I think Feb was our best month on on record since we since we'd opened the doors. Um, yeah. So we'd started off 2020 with a bit of a bang. I think we were. Um... We were pretty much on the verge of expanding our team as well, um, almost pretty much at, at office stage. And yeah, I think that was around March. I think. It, was the, it was the day before. It was pretty much the day before that big lockdown came into place. We had sort of contracts going out to our second hire. Um, yeah. That uh, fate stepped in. What about you, uh, Ryan Kay? How were things at Creative Natives when, uh, when, when the world fell apart? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we were you know, really on track, doing doing well. And, and I guess that was the motive behind bringing on a, a second person because I've, I felt like I was being spread too thin. And, you know, I, I've done it a few times, but I, I look back on the, the LinkedIn timeline and there was just this moment in time where I think I was, po- I had like a load of jobs posted. I think at the time we were about to move into a, a warehouse in North Melbourne. Mm. And then about a week later, the everything had just completely collapsed. And... It's it, yeah, it obviously incredible that the, the difference a week or two makes. But yeah, at, at the time, you know, I thought this is easy. You know, not not easy, but you know, it, we 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 were well on track and 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 going great guns. So um, I think probably got a bit ahead of myself. I would say. Yeah, one of my questions was had you, had you been enjoying the ride? And uh, I sort of know that you you all had, and I think I think startup startup life was was clearly treating you well, but. Um, Hate to, uh, to to bring back bad memories, but what was that? What was that week like for you? Uh, you know, you've invested everything. You know, your 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 blood, sweat, and tears into these these businesses, and then it all. You know, the industry is on its knees. What what, what emotions as a startup? What what emotions were you going through? 
the um, pretty desperate times. I think we uh, we had a shared office and we all just went to the pub in Richmond and thought, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> I think it was a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning as well. We just thought, uh, <laughs> Everyone was pretty, pretty much. Uh, all the contractors were finished up, and pretty much all the jobs disappeared and got press, press pause, uh, sort of overnight. So yeah, it was a bit of a sort of a crisis meeting, but just a lot of uh, yeah, anxiety, uncertainty. Um, just yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a pleasant, pleasant uh, couple of weeks for a lot of business owners, not just recruitment, um, the recruitment industry, but yeah, just nationally. A couple of months, I would suggest, Boydie, not a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, almost a couple of years. What about yourself, Ryan? What was it for? Uh, it was, I mean, like every everyone, it was it was dominoes. You know, every call you were taking was uh, a cancellation of an order. Um, I remember one contractor got in touch with me and said, you know, without this contract, I I, I need to claim benefits. Can can you can you help out? Or I, I, I that was the moment where we were like, this is this is bad. Like we need to help people out. And I remember just getting some real basic Excel spreadsheet out and, and uploaded it to LinkedIn and said, you know, any freelancers that need, you know, if anyone needs any freelancers, access this spreadsheet free of, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, and, and I think it got, it was like 1500 candidates put their details in and this content went absolutely wild. And um, I mean, the reality is I'm sure 99% of those people didn't get a job out of it, but it was just kind of, we have to do something, you know, we've got people that are, you know, in an extremely grim place. Mm. What can we do to help out? And I, and I think that kind of, you know, shaped the next few months with us. It was more right. What can we do to help as many people as possible mm. with the idea that this is the only way we're going to keep our heads above water. I mean, I've just taken my mate out of a job and, you know, we, 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 teach someone recruitment when you've got no jobs no candidates that you can place yeah. i mean i've known the guy years and we were doing like real basic role play and we were like this is too weird we can't do this so that, that was our business at that point and we and we did that for a few weeks just to try and keep morale up and yeah it was it was grim mm. it was grim and there were so many horror stories i remember a young young lady i'd placed irish lady um she she lost her job she was she was in um in probation she lost her job instantly um clearly she wasn't going to get another job um and she said right okay well I'm, I'm, I'm going back to to ireland so she had to go 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 home to a country where she also wouldn't be able to get a job she'd probably be unemployed and she couldn't get out of a lease in melbourne she just signed a brand new lease so she had to she had to she was paying rent in melbourne and she was unemployed in ireland um right thousands of stories like that yeah yeah terrible hey just want to break away from the chat just for one minute to bring you a quick message from our sponsor recruitment journeys is brought to you in partnership with vincere the recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies worldwide vincere is a single tech platform that streamlines the front middle and back office of exec search perm contract and temp business you can learn more about Vincere on my exclusive interview with their CEO and founder on Season 2, Episode 14 of this podcast. If you're looking for a new recruitment CRM and give your recruiters a new modern OS, visit vincere.io slash mint for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Now back to the chat. Okay, all right, cool. So 
it was horrible. It was uh, it was brutal. And um, but then once you got through that that kind of oh shit moment, and you know the, the dust had settled somewhat before the market had turned around and, and, and exploded. Like thankfully, thank God, touch what it has. How did you? What strategies did you implement to to get through this? What 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 was your uh, what was your survival strategy? Mm. Um, like Ryan said, I think you went from having lots of jobs on with you know a few candidates to no jobs on with lots of candidates. So it was about pivoting and and really just trying to to manage your, your candidates and clients on both sides and and you know almost be a career counselor for the candidates mm. right through that. Um, you know, we were linking up clients and candidates all the time just for, for an introduction to help them out um, during a tough time. But it did allow us to, to take a bit of stock because we weren't so busy on the recruitment front um, to, to sort out our back office a bit. I know it's probably some of the boring stuff that always gets pushed aside, but we worked a little bit on our, um, on our legal side, our T's and C's, our, our financials and accounting software, yeah. um, our database. We also sort of... Um, sort of fine-tuned a bit of our marketing material as well. So whilst it was really quite quiet on the, the recruitment side, allowed us a bit of time to invest in the back office, stuff that probably wouldn't have got sorted out, you know, now, given we are a bit more time forward delivery. Um, so I have to sort our back office out a little bit more as well, which is a, a bonus. Mm. Hmm. There, were, um, there, there were still, uh, there, there were pockets of work out there as well. And there were some businesses that were sort of hiring through COVID and, and that weren't, deterred, uh, I guess, with uh, with what was going on. So you know, we were fortunate enough to strike some relationships, uh, some through third parties, others directly to, to kind of you know, identify where those pockets of work were and um, yeah, still have some jobs on through uh, what was some, some pretty lean times. So yeah, yeah. I, I think we avoided uh, completely bottoming out off the back of probably a couple of good customers uh, through the journey that we're able to, to sort of to help out. So Mm. Um, and then it was just, yeah, trying to, you know, control what we could control really and sounds sort of cliched as hell, but um, we were just, yeah, not sort of not looking too far ahead at that point in time or not trying to plan too far ahead at that point in time. It was very mm. much about, um, you know, between the back office stuff that Ryan mentioned and if you got a brief on, you were going 100%, like it was getting filled. So it was just uh, filling what was in front of us and, and trying to yeah trying to stay somewhat positive about what was going on so um ryan ryan k what was your what was your survival strategy oh look i mean we we went um we went really hard on the webinar piece um i think we ran four or five over the over that period and the weeks basically meant we would come up with a concept for webinar, book some guests, and then for the whole week leading up to it, we were like nightclub promoters, just trying to get as many people attending this thing as possible as something to kind of give us that momentum to, hey, we've got 150, 200 people on this, on this, uh, this call. That's that success. And even I remember once we I, I saw um an eco furniture company advertising for a role. And I, I literally rang the guy up and said, I'll, I'll work this for free um, because I just wanted to give Callum some exposure to some form of role. Yeah. So we could speak to a candidate about a real job because yeah. we were getting to the point where, you know, what is this job without, without working jobs? It's not a job. So um, it was, that was kind of the, survival mode um at, at that time so unfortunately we i think we didn't make a placement for probably two months 
Um, and we did, we, in reality, we, we got nowhere close in two months to, to sending an invoice. So, mm. yeah. So, 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 okay, so you're, you're all hanging on by the, uh, by the skin of your teeth, you know, you're looking after the back office, doing, doing work for free. At that point in time, we had no clue yeah, how long this thing was going to last. Did, did any of you, uh, you know, Bodhi and Ryan, did you ever kind of sit down and say, mate, this, this, this might be quite a long time. Should we, uh, should we turn over our cards, go back and get a job and then look at this again? Did anybody ever come close to throwing in the towel? Oh, I, don't, I don't think there was ever the want or thought to go back to our old company, asking for old jobs back uh, hat in hand. But um, I think, I think Recruitment and being a small startup because it's such a lean operation and, and outgoings are pretty minimal, uh, save for, you know, advertising and LinkedIn subscriptions. We we thought would, would certainly get by. We, we didn't see an end in sight, but we thought, you know, with a uh, you know, few contractors out and the odd firm job, we'll, we'll get by. And, and um, I think we just had that confidence. We didn't know when it was going to happen, um, but it was going to happen eventually. And um, yeah. I, I, I never thought of throwing in the towel at any one stage, that's for sure. No, neither. I think that, and I said this to Ryan, when it was all unfolding, I thought if this had got a hold of us, you know, if we were five years in, if we were five years in, it would have hurt us a lot more. And if we were, you know, if it was, if we we're a month in or two months in, it would have, you know, it would have killed us as well. So we've, if we look for a silver lining, it was, you know, Ryan and I and, and, and Kyla, um, you know, we, uh, it was, we hadn't employed anyone else. We didn't have to make any tough decisions on, you know, on, on mm. making people redundant or anything like that, which uh, a lot of the, the bigger recruitment teams and, 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 and um, yeah, bigger offices in Melbourne obviously had to make those sort of tough decisions. But, mm. um, yeah, we were, we were fortunate enough that we were lean enough and, uh, and agile and small enough to be able to, to sort of scrape through, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, going back wasn't an option. Ryan, did you did you ever turn around to Callum and say, "Mate, I'm so sorry for messing up"? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure at one point he did say, "Look, mate, just don't pay me anymore." And I was like, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll work through this." Um, but I think like all of us can probably relate to the fact that you know when you do go out and start your own business and go out and do this. It, it, it makes the mindset very difficult to ever consider going back to work for somebody else. And I, I, I think if I'm, if I'm being really honest, that was, that was never an option. Um, I would have, I would have done a lot of other things before trying to apply for a, for a job with another recruitment agency. So I, I don't, I don't think that was ever a real consideration. Um, but, you know, I, 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 Callum would have been so bored of me saying this, but I was like, mate, if you, this is the hardest you'll ever receive or you'll experience in recruitment. If we can, if we can survive this period, we will literally do great. And that was kind of our, again, sounds really gimpy, but like, really, you know, that was our kind of saying we used to say to each other is let's get through this and, and, and we'll, we'll be fine. And, um, you know, and luckily we are best mates and we, we got through it. Um, so yeah, it was, yeah. And then this amazing thing happened, you know, the, 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 the clouds parted and the, the sun started shining on us again. We were still living with the, uh, with the, the pandemic, but the market just almost miraculously bounced back mm. uh, in a way that took, I think, I think, unless I'm mistaken, took everybody by surprise, even the, you know, the Greg, Greg Savages of this world, um, none of us quite could believe what was going on. 
Yeah. Um, how did that feel when you when you you, you suddenly just started? You, you were busy again. You were doing deals again. Mm. Oh, but it good. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it felt like. Yeah, just, just the, the gates had opened again. And um, like Michael said before, we, we'd been fairly tactical in, in trying to sort of look for where the pockets of work were, were during sort of lockdown during the early stages of COVID. So they just started to, to get busier and busier and then everyone else seemed to, to follow. So before we knew it, we had yeah contractors out and, and quite a few permanent briefs on the desk to to work on it was just like um, a total turnaround to a bit more of an optimistic mindset and, and world out there. I, I feel like again we were quite fortunate in the sense that working in technology and IT, once businesses um, had taken time to sort of digest what was going on and take stock and um, realise that you know they weren't going to they had they couldn't sit at it they couldn't write it out they weren't writing out COVID so a lot of businesses knew that. You know, life had to go on and the businesses had to keep, you know, keep going. And once they got their processes set up in terms of, you know, remote interviewing, remote onboarding, which did take a, you know, a period of time, once businesses, you know, got that confidence up and started to, to roll those processes out, then, uh, you know, we did see those kind of green shoots in the market where the jobs started to, to come back online. So mm. it did, well, I think we're fortunate in tech that it was a fairly quick bounce from the market, um, just because yeah. the nature of everyone can do this sitting at home, you know, everyone's uh, switched to fully remote sort of pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Ryan? Yeah, I think just just relief and um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty magic, you know, the first, the first I remember the first play, uh, invoice sending and, and just that sense of, okay, I think we've gone through the, the darkest period um, and, and, I, and I feel like, you know, there was a real sense of we've come out of this stronger um, because of it. Um, and, you know, I, I'm probably not sure our recovery was as quick as, as the guys because we don't just do tech, but it's been more of a gradual. And then obviously, you know, the last few months have, have just been completely bonkers, really. Mm. Okay, so just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about Hoxo Media, specifically what they're doing to support the modern breed of recruitment consultant. If you don't already know, Hoxo are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment industry. They've developed a proven methodology for recruiters to follow on LinkedIn to establish yourself as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads on a consistent basis. And they teach it all to you in their academy program. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy myself in the very height of COVID, and it completely changed my business. I made $60,000 across two months, all from inbound leads, all in the firm grip of COVID. Best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure you'll find them quite easily. They give away tons of value for free, but if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. Quote the Recruitment Journeys podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Now, back to the chat. So, so at what point, obviously, the, the, market, the market returned and, um, you know, we were all suddenly very, very optimistic again. At what point did you guys think, Okay, this is an opportunity. Uh, you know, we need to we need to harness this. We need to turn this, you know, what was a disaster into into an opportunity to to to, to thrive. 
at what point did you say, right, okay, let's let's grab a hold of this? And what did you do? I mean, for, for, for me and for us, we, we hired, um, you know, we, we bought on um, a, a third um, just before the end of, of last year. So about 12 months ago. Um, and we and we thought we'd stay at that point. And then we, we just came across the right people at the right time. And it just kind of it felt like the, the, the right thing to do was was to increase headcount and, um, you know, you know, put your foot down on it. You know, we saw there was loads of roles across all the different areas that we recruited and we just wanted to to make make the most of it so um i guess our strategy was was higher and and, and grow that that was that was it mm. chaps yeah similarly here we um we bought on our third uh ryan's better with the date so he'll know sort of uh, exactly i'm putting him on the spot six months ago i'll September. say yeah, yeah september and then our fourth or fifth, I guess, including Kyla, was uh, March. Yeah, five uh, now. So yeah, growth as well on our side. Um, do, do you think? Do you think the growth that you've all uh, experienced? You know, did COVID almost assist with the, um, the 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 growth trajectory that you've that you've enjoyed? Do you think you would have grown as as, as fast and as much if you had if it was just a normal market? Um, it's a hard one because I think that. And I'm not sure about um, Ryan Kay's market, but there was a lot of pent up hiring that was just, even though the, you know, we talked about the green shoots and businesses coming, you know, back online and starting to hire remotely, there was still a lot that had like hiring freezes on and, um, you know, that was still maybe a little bit more tentative and a little more cautious. I'm talking about through the, the, the tail, like mid to late 2020, I felt like we were seeing traction back in the market sort of even mid mid 2020 and late 2020 was was busy and then early 2021 was almost like a bit of a um, bit of a release you know a lot of uh businesses it almost seemed like every business was hiring at once sort of thing so it definitely uh pushed demand to levels that you know we we hadn't seen i don't know if either Ryan has seen it in, in, in their times, but it, it got to unprecedented sort of levels to use a, a pretty sort of worn out term. But um, yeah, so I think COVID did, did influence that given it, uh, you know, those floodgates definitely opened early 2021, but I, I, I still kind of think, I don't know what Lynchy's thoughts are, we, we probably would have been making these hires irrespective of, uh, of whether or not, you know, we, we'd seen that sort of surge in, in, uh, in roles from COVID. Mm. Yeah, I think it would have been sort of steady growth. Um, I think now it's been a bit more reactive to, you know, the volume of work that we have on now and, and you know, it's critical we deliver. So, yeah, head, increased headcount is an obvious, you know, solution to that. Yeah. Right, okay. I, th I, think, um, I think it's probably enabled us to have probably deeper relationships with clients, which, you know, is a, is a very cliche throwaway term that a lot of, people you know use when when dealing with clients but you know what i think you know when the when the, the chips were down i feel like one one thing we're we're very proud of is that we we didn't hide or we didn't go underground and you know we, we were there for a, a lot of our a lot of candidates a lot of clients you know we we probably worked harder than we've ever done for, for no money during a period so um that that i, I guess enabled us which I think to show our true colors, it also um, allowed us to enter into different client brackets that we probably wouldn't have 
being fortuitous to have, to have those conversations. I mean, we, 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 we set up an initiative which was designed to help young people affected by homelessness get into our industry um, at a time when, you know, everyone wanted to try and do the right thing or help out things. And it, and it just worked really well. So we, we partnered up with Homey um, and, and, and those guys, you know, provided some young people. We provided them a, a six-week course and then we got them paid internships. And the reality is if we had been in a, a busy market where we were transacting, we just wouldn't have had time to do that stuff. And, you know, it's not that we don't want to do that still now. We are still doing those things to a degree, but that just allowed us to really kind of hone in and go, right, we're not just here to make places school. We didn't have that option at the time, but how can we make a positive impact in the community? How can we strengthen our brand so that people know us as more than just a, a group of guys that makes placements? Yeah. Yeah. COVID silver lining, mate. There's millions of them. Absolutely. Sounds like one of them. So are you now you now you sit back and uh, and you've all aged about 15 years in, in 18 months. Do you do you look back on the experience of COVID um, with gratitude? Are you are you almost grateful that you went through it? And um, <laughs> we could have done without it, to be honest, Are you grateful that you went through it? Um, whether you are or not. What, what's what's the main lesson that you've learned, whether it be about business or whether it be about yourself? That's yeah. deep. That's a bit deep. A bit deeper, uh, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yeah. Gratitude that COVID happened, but gratitude, gratitude, you know, for the for the lesson. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I think you know. Hopefully, Touchwood will never go through something like this again at this magnitude. Um. But yeah, I just really think it, it just taught you to, to not take anything for granted in, you know, either in, you know, work life, you know, sense um, and nothing can prepare you for, for what's around the corner. So it does, it does teach you a lot of lessons and that you need to be, uh, I guess, mentally and prepared for, for something like this. And, and what sort of contingency do you have if, you know, things dropped off a, <laughs> off a cliff, you know, tomorrow. So um, as I said, it'd be nice to, to have skipped the pandemic pandemic last last year and this year but um yeah it's, it's a life's lesson definitely yeah i i think i i would agree there that um yeah it wouldn't have been my choice of of first two years training but yeah you, you'll always look back at this and you would have grown and learned an incredible amount um you know hopefully like you say we, we've we've gone through the worst of it and whatever comes around the corner will seem lighter. So uh, I think it's definitely toughened me up as, as, as an individual. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely sort of been a roller coaster. that's for sure. Mm. Mm. Really not grateful for it, Pete. I'm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you guys have both touched on it. And I think resilience, you know, for, there's obviously be recruiters uh, watching this. And yeah, I mean, that's any good recruiter worth their salt is is uh, as resilient as they come but you know ultimately there's, there's been a couple of times I'm chatting to a, a another sort of agency owner that um there's been a lot of good days since but there's been a lot of awful days and a lot of days that uh, you'd rather forget as well and I think Ryan sort of touched on it it's um you know there's family at home and a couple of kids in the room next door and you know, the sun's shining in Melbourne today anyway. So sometimes it's just um, controlling what you can control and staying positive and staying resilient and, yeah, sort of keeping on, uh, keeping 
enjoying the journey as the iterate values. <laughs> well, boys, congratulations for, for surviving COVID as, as startups uh, and indeed coming through it and now thriving. What does, <clears throat> what does the future look like? I mean, assuming things, you know, assuming we get to, to yeah, the start of 2022 and we're, we're, we're almost well and truly living with this thing and, and through it to all intents and purposes, what does, what does the next couple of years look like for your respective businesses? You can turn the light on in our office and sign a Yeah, we just signed a five-year lease uh, on the 1st of June. I haven't really been able to enjoy it uh, too much. So hopefully in the, the five years we've got the lease on Lenox Street, we'll be able to go in there for, for some of it. Hopefully my plants are still alive. We just got yeah. the place kitted out in greenery before lockdown hit. So going to go back to a bunch of dead uh, dead greenery in the office. But um, <laughs> uh, imagine the electricity uh, bill that you would have saved by not <laughs> light turning. Um, what is it? What does it? The future look like? I mean, you know, more growth. We've got a, a bunch of spare desks in there at the moment, and um, a few pockets of the market that um, we're kind of not servicing and 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 jobs that we're kind of you know knocking back or saying no to so you know there's there's a bunch more growth for, for us i think in the foreseeable future yeah. so, um, i was wondering Pete, if you could recommend any good rec to rex um you might <laughs> could all, uh, could tap up. i don't know any mate <laughs> right okay um yeah i, I guess um growth to to a degree but i think where we're at, it's probably going to be more of a, an emphasis on um, getting the people in the team firing, making sure that culturally we're not going to just become another big agency that people, you know, there's there's plenty of those. So I'm, I'm thinking more quality rather than quantity for the next probably 12 months. I think we've had our little growth spurt and now it's about making sure that we're you know, values aligned and that we enjoy working together, we have a good time and that people feel like they're in a happy place because I think that's something that we can kind of, you know, you, uh, and I've been there, you know, you, you get carried away with uh, vanity metrics around headcount and dollars build and things like that. But I think that would take you so far. I think um, for us now, we've, we've had a, you know, we're delighted with, with where we're at but it's now about making sure that the people in the business are looked after. Mm. Nice. Well, thank you, chaps. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being involved. Thank you for making the time because I know that uh, there's some there's, there's some homeschooling challenges going on, and we we haven't been interrupted by by many iterate people. So that's we uh, we sail through. We're locked away. I was going to sail. The door's locked. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, thanks again. Uh, congratulations on on surviving COVID. Um, not surprised in the slightest, and, and I hope that your business is absolutely boom in the in the coming years. Great, thank thanks, you. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Right. Thank you so much for listening to the Recruitment Journeys podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. Now, while we're passionate about bringing inspirational recruitment stories to our network via this podcast series, recruitment to recruitment is our bread and butter and our day job. So if you are a recruiter thinking about your next career chapter, which coincidentally forms part of your recruitment journey, see what I did there? We're always keen to have confidential discussions with recruiters about what's going on in the market. So please feel free to contact me in the strictest of confidence 
on 0432-666-701 or email pete at mintrecruitmentgroup.com. Thank you.